Well, good afternoon. Welcome to Seattle's Eastside Real Estate Podcast. I am Dan Edwards, your host with the Eastside Real Estate team. I'm the managing broker with over 15 years of real estate experience and a little over 40 something of life experience. So I'm glad you're joining us today. It is, today is Wednesday, March 17th, 2021. I appreciate anybody watching this live on Facebook. Go ahead and put a shout out to us, share us. We'd love your comments. I can't read them because I'm in front of my computer and I won't read my Facebook because that would be rude because I'm talking to you right now. So uh, you can also find past episodes on our website, the eastsiderealestateteam.com, as well as on our um, uh, on YouTube channel, which is the eastsiderealestateteam.com, and anywhere podcasts are podcasts. So I think we're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and a few others. So if you have a podcast app you like to listen to and you want to hear my voice every, I think we're doing this every week or week and a half or two weeks. Um, and want to hear some great real estate insights, please subscribe in any of those locations. I really appreciate it. Hopefully I'll be bringing you some great content today. We're going to be welcoming our friend Doug Peterson with Get Priority Straight. And we're going to be discussing the shocking truth of where your money goes and the habits that reinforce that. But first, let's talk about some real estate. Now, I wanted to share with you a article uh, in the Seattle Times uh, that was out uh, last week where Amazon signed a new lease for a 25-story Bellevue Tower that hasn't even been built yet. Now, um, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen if I can. Here's the article. So it looks like Bellevue, uh, Amazon solidified its expansion plan. Now, just so you know, right behind us in our office here is an 11-story tower that uh, currently hosts Amazon. And it looks like they're going to um, lease the 25-story Artiste Tower planned for 106th Avenue. That's a whole lot of jobs in the Bellevue area. And that is what we're seeing driving the growth. Let me take, uh, take you to a map of where that's going to be. So this is Bellevue. And here's our office right there. And here's the Amazon Everest office. It's going to be right down the street here. Now, you may all be familiar with the Barnes & Noble that I think at some point used to be a bowling alley prior to being at Barnes & Noble. Those um, longtime Bellevue uh, folks. So we got the Packard building here. And then I believe there's a pizza place that's pretty phenomenal right here. But unfortunately, he's going to be closing its doors. And so the new tower is going to be here, 25-story tower right there. So progress, folks. What does that mean for the real estate market? Well, it means more of the same is that we're going to continue this hot market that we are seeing based on job growth. And it sounds like with the stimulus package passed um, and businesses that, that um thrived throughout the pandemic are going to expand in the coming future. We, who knows what policies are going to change or, or modify, and we'll keep you posted on how everything's going. But as far as right now, um, in the Bellevue area, it remains strong. And that does pose some challenges for many would-be buyers out there. Uh, it means a highly competitive market, and I feel like a broken record repeating that but let me give you some quick tips before we head into the rest of our show today to get you prepared for what this market will be this spring. Crazy. I know. Just some advice. Crazy. So if you remember like crazy and then add a couple notches to that, that's currently where we sit. We're at about 0.74 
months of business. That means three weeks. That means one, two, three weeks we're out of inventory. And we do, we, our team is actually going to be listing several properties over the next coming weeks. So we're doing our part and feel free to give us a call if you want to hear about what your home could fetch in this market. I just got an email from somebody looking for a home in Sammamish. So if you know of somebody that may be thinking about a home up to about the million half mark, give me a call. Be happy to help you. All right. So here's your three tips. Number one, listen to your real estate advisor. I know that may sound like weird, but we're trying, we're in the business and we're trying to share with you what it's going to take to be successful. Now, not everybody can get what they want. And in some cases you have to just take what you can get, but we are going to give you advice on what is needed to get something that you want. And we can oftentimes be in really good communication with the potential listing agents to find out what it is that's important to the seller. So listen to your real estate provi provider, provider, real estate advisor, provider. Oh, so weird. Listen to your advisor. Okay. Uh, number two, understand your finances. Hey, we're going to be talking to our man, Doug, who is the guru in helping you get your uh, finances in order so that you have the ability to go after what it is you're looking for, making sure that it, that you end up with me with food, with your meals. That's always good. Right, Doug? Indeed. <laughs> and then uh, number three is be prepared to move quickly. Uh, things can happen in, in a flash. And if you're going to be reactive, um, you're probably not going to get a home in this market. So you've got to be proactive and you need a representation that's proactive for you. We just got off the phone with a potential uh, homeowner of a home uh, in a complex where our buyer is looking. So we were actually, I said, hey, I think I know somebody in that complex, made a call, we had a conversation. So our we're being proactive on our, our client's uh, um, behalf and they're able to uh, make the move. So we're, we're uh, moving quickly. And then make a fair offer. I, I know at some point it may seem unfair, but really most buyers are just looking for a fair offer and they will take a good, fair, aggressive offer in this kind of uh, environment. Uh, number five, stay flexible. So on negotiations, depending is never get your heart set on a house until the keys are handed to you. Make sure that if somebody offers you a counter offer, that's huge in this market. So if somebody, if your agent is working uh, in a negotiation scenario and they come back to you with suggestions, stay flexible. Chances are you may be a potential winner. Now, if you say, nope, this is our final number. That's all we're going. That's okay. Maybe work towards the next one. But a flexible negotiator is one that can find compromise in almost any situation. All right, the bottom line is it is competitive. We have companies that are thriving and they're relocating and moving people in and around the area. So there's a lot of competition for the home and there's a lot of scarcity in, uh, in the availability of homes. So talk to a real estate professional, get a game plan and follow our five steps for success. And that concludes our Real Talk segment. We thank you for watching, thank you for listening. And if you would like to talk to us directly or you have other questions, you can contact us uh, by calling 425-200-4093. That's 425-200-4093. Thanks for listening. Up next, after the short break, we'll be talking to Doug Peterson from Get Priority Straight. Now, are you tired of the same old conversations at networking events that never lead to clients? Well, BNI is changing the way the world does business by connecting you to strategic relationships that can help you grow your business. BNI is the world's largest networking organization, helping hundreds of thousands of members around the world 
each year increase revenue through relationship marketing. So for information about BNI visit or visiting a chapter, go to BNINW.com. You could also just call me and I would be happy to invite you to uh, our chapter. We meet Thursday mornings at 7.30. All right, back to our show. Our uh, next guest, Doug Peterson, is a regular here, and we like to discuss the shocking truth about where money goes and the habits that reinforce where that money goes. He spent 20 years helping people align their goals and visions personally and professionally and uh, has founded Get Priority Straight in 2018 to provide a program to help maximize individuals' personal income and improve their ability to invest. Having founded and run eight businesses in his career, Doug has perfected a system that works regardless of industry, material, st marital status, or income. He's currently with uh, working with Amazon managers, wealth managers, real estate professionals, attorneys, and technology professionals. So Doug has some sage advice for us today. Welcome back to the show, Doug. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. So as we look at uh, one of my favorite subjects, we're talking about habits today. So let's just start at the beginning. What is a habit? You know, it sounds oversimplified, but habits either service or they hurt us. We have habits to just move on the unconscious. And then many of us have driven past an exit because we always go that way all the time. So it's just a way to get things going unconsciously to make life easier. Okay, so it's an unconscious activity, basically. Yeah, so when we get to, to a conscious competence level, like driving a car, then we move into a, a, an unconscious competence where we don't think about it, but we know what to do. Right. So how many people, as this relates to money, know how much they spend every month? So recently, an article from Intuit came out that said 65% of people don't know what they spent last month, month wow. at all. They and, have no idea. Yeah. And I run into this a lot. And I bet you run into it, too, when people are qualifying that, you know, they really didn't know how much was going out until they sat down and figured it out. Yeah. A lot of people are, are cash rich and savings poor. Yeah. So what, what is a good habit? So when it comes to money, what's a good habit? So I want to make this really simple and it's really deciding where your money goes before you spend it. It's, you've got to know where all your money's going. And the real caveat to this is that we all know what our monthlies are. I mean, that's easy right? We, we've got a rent or a mortgage, we pay for gas for our car, we pay for groceries, but it's our infrequent expenses that get us. And an awful lot of people are living on 90 to 95% of their money monthly. And 20% of it's going to be infrequent. Mm. Your car will need repairs. You do have to pay for license tab. Christmas will come. So beginning to set aside money for those infrequent expenses is a huge help to know how much isn't already spoken for. So what would you say is a bad habit with your money? A bad habit is just paying your bills, thinking you're managing your money. It's being reactive instead of proactive. And you mentioned it earlier about being proactive. I mean, if people plan and organize just a little bit. And, and by the time I work with people and they go through our program, it's easier for them than it was before. They weren't paying attention and they know where everything is. But it takes a little effort to get there, to shift from being reactive to proactive. Yeah, and I think you you mentioned uh, um, uh, what was it unconscious uh, competence, right? Which mm -hmm. is that that action where you've done it so many times, 
you're unconsciously going through that habit and of driving a car. And when your poor habits for spending becomes an unconscious uh, um, competency, that's a bad thing, right? So how can somebody go from a bad habit to changing to a good habit when it comes to money or quite anything, honestly? Yeah, really, this, this applies everywhere. But, you know, it, it's beginning small. Uh, when you want to make a habit work and change a habit, you need to know when and where you're going to do something. They say they find that 85% of people get you get 85% better results when you say where you're and when you're going to do something instead of yeah, I'm going to do that. So it's the tracking thing, right? Is so when people choose to do something and they actually stop and track everything that they're doing, uh, the awareness just itself is enough to provide uh, a change in habit. Yeah, when you know where your money's going, you make different decisions. And often people are amazed at how much is going out. I've had people spending $600 a month on a dog that didn't have health problems. But by the time they added kenneling and doggy daycare and their trips, they didn't realize they had a $7,000 dog. Now, is that 7,000 a year? Yeah, right. Um, Is that one of the is that the most surprising thing that you've seen when you see what I've seen a lot of them. I've seen uh, $2,400 takeout bills in addition to a $1,400 grocery bill for two people. Whoa, that's a lot of of food. I don't know how they do it, (laughs) but I've seen some pretty amazing stuff. Another one was a a guy that thought they were living on $10,000 a month and they were actually living on $22. Oh, wow. Twice as much than what he thought. Yep. And, and, you know, I think about the tools that we have available to us. Uh, Mint.com is one of them. You know, I've always done my checking on what, you know, I used to use Microsoft money. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Every time you like recorded it, it did that. So uh, it seems like there should be a better way to organize this. How how do you help people um, develop a level of financial integrity? Well, there's, uh, so, so you mentioned financial integrity. That's just habits around money. It's, okay. it's managing your money in a way that you'll be successful moving forward, right? It's building out of cash and reserves and keeping your expenses in line so you're qualified for a mortgage. So how do you do that? Um, that was a question. What was a question? Yeah. I just lost yeah, the question. Yeah, it was, uh, what tools uh, do you provide to help somebody get there? Okay, so I, I've built a system that works around one software product. You could use Mint. Uh, I like YNAB better. It stands for you need a budget. And it's a way that you can very easily in 10 to 20 seconds, jot down what you've spent. So the difference is instead of spending money and moving on with your life, you spend money, spend 10 to 20 seconds jotting down what you spent in this app and you'll know where it went. And often you're doing that while you're waiting for gas in line, while you're at Costco waiting for them to ring it up. So it's not even something you have to do afterwards. You get it all ready to go. When you get your totals, you just plug them in. And then you know exactly where things are going and you can live intentionally. Yeah. And it is just an awareness issue and it's a habit of awareness. Um, I recently installed something on my phone because I was traveling internationally and I was trying to figure out how to set it up on my phone so that I could tell it that I would be in this location. And uh, that's now still on my phone. So it's tied to my bank account. So anytime something's charged, I get an alert. 
super powerful for me because I, because in this modern day where it's like, do you need a receipt? It's like, no, not really. Just, I'm going to, I'm going to reconcile my bank later, but this is something for myself as a habit where I see, you know, oh, a, there was $11 and 30 cents. Oh, there was this. And I, you can find those reoccurring charges that you're like, I don't need that anymore. Uh, cancel, yeah. you know? So it, 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 it's really awareness. And I think a lot of us can do some of this stuff on our own, but also relying on someone else. And I think that coaching aspect. So why, why do people not do this by themselves? And um, what, what can we do? Well, it's not a priority. You know, people get caught up, they're busy. Um, often you're raising families, you're working, you're married, you're just trying to keep up with life. Maybe a pandemic might hit, you never know. Mm -hmm. And we just get busy until it becomes a real necessity. And it's, it's, it's something that you can easily master. It takes a little bit of effort, but you can eliminate, reduce or eliminate all the stress and challenge around money, assuming you're making an income, right? I can't guarantee people will keep their job. But if you know where your money is going, it takes the emotion out of it. Couples get on the same page and you can do it yourself if you'll just set the time aside to do it. But it's more than just awareness, Dan. It's actually setting up a habit of sitting down and working on this. And I suggest people spend up to an hour a month, a week doing this. And I've got it. I'll get it down to less than two hours a month. Most people spend somewhere between two to four hours a month managing all their stuff now you will run into people that say they have everything on auto pay but my experience has been most people are around two to four hours and usually i can get it down to two hours and they'll know exactly where they stand where all their money's going and it just takes all the stress out of it so how does it look uh working with you i do does somebody buy a monthly package uh is it quarterly do they meet once a week what's it like well the first thing i do is just a get acquainted meeting just to find out what they want to do, what their challenges are, what their goals are. And, and Dan, you know, I'm not a wealth manager. I don't sell products or manage finance investments and don't do long-term financial planning. But then if they're interested, we do a discovery process, which is a two meeting process. Uh, and we go through what their income and debts are. And I have an intake form and a little uh, assessment that talks about decision-making filters that helps me communicate with my clients. And we go through those and figure out what the next steps are. If they want to go forward, there's a 10-week program is the next step I offer. Okay. So 10-week that they meet to work through what you came up with in that free session. No, I'm sorry. I do a free Get Acquainted meeting, and yes. then we do a $997 discovery meeting. Discovery. And that's two different meetings, and we'll then map out how much time, money, and energy it'll take okay. and how much it'll cost to for me to completely implement a system for them and then just teach them how to run it to reach their goals. Gotcha. So then but there's, they, there's no risk to the get acquainted to the discovery meeting. If they okay. don't see 997 worth of value, they don't have to pay. Okay. Awesome. All right. So lastly, how does somebody reach out to you and get set up with this, uh, this, uh, get acquainted meeting? Well, uh, my email address is Doug at getpriorystraight.com, which is a little bit of a thing to remember and write. It's kind of annoying, but you could also reach me at Doug at let's GPS, L E eight L E T S gps.com or call me at 206-264-4424. Excellent. Doug, thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. All right. Up next, we are going to jump into our Stump a Broker segment. So uh, I'm. this is going to be a guest Stump a Broker segment. Uh, Doug, do you have something to stump me with? 
this is a test <laughs> yes. a total test. what's your biggest like like strong question that you have about the real estate market today well, my first question is, why do you do this to me? This is the third time <laughs> you've asked me things that we have never talked about. It's called organic TV. That's how okay. it goes. Okay, good, good, good. Well, I'll try to look relaxed you, and composed. And do you think, yeah, What? where do you live, Doug? I live in Kirkland. Kirkland, okay. What is your burning question about Kirkland and Kirkland real estate? Uh, burning question about Kirkland and Kirkland real estate. Well, I don't know if you know this answer, but this may be a stump the broker. So Thank I live in a neighborhood where they have now torn down uh, one, two, three homes and put up seven. Hmm. They've eliminated all the on-street parking. So now hmm. I'm the only one that has parking in front of my house. Wow. Why? <laughs> Why? Uh, the yards, by the way, are 70 feet from the front of the door to the, to the street. There's plenty of room. So they got rid of all street parking. Yep. Hmm. Uh, did the new developments have garages and yep? And, okay, but they had hmm. garages before, but they've increased the density from four, three to seven, and reduced the parking. Um, yeah, that's a great question, and I think that I will research that and find out because I actually had another person call me uh, about um, some of the building density in Kirkland, and the only thing that I know is that they're packing them tight right now. That's yeah. the only thing I know. Uh, I. I think it's a, you know, uh, we're, we're just at a scarcity standpoint. And I think the builders are getting creative. Maybe perhaps they, they, they have a concession that they will eliminate the street parking by, allow, by creating more uh, in-home parking, like on-property parking, so that they don't have that. But I don't know. I'll find out and I will get the answer for you. Well, actually, I can tell you a little bit of it. Oh, I you have city planner. Oh, good. I'd love to hear yeah. it. And well, there was a couple of people. One of the answers I got was, well, in Chicago, we slow traffic down by not making the streets as wide. Yes. So that, and, and the problem with that is that kids can run out behind these uh, e-parked car on the street and you can't see them at all. So I think it's a terrible argument. Yeah. Um, the other so you're, one. You're saying they're making the street more narrow so people can't go as quickly down the street. Yes. So they'll slow, slow traffic down. Mm. But, but the other challenge is that, you know, it is a higher density and there are more people and there's less parking. Right. So it's just going to make it harder and harder to drive down the street. And one challenge I have is when ambulances come through and two trucks are parked on each side of the street, you can't get one through. Yeah. And I have to say, I, I, I have a dream that I, I see us expanding a little bit further out. So we have more uh, building and more able to build, but I, unfortunately i don't have a whole lot of faith in the king county system of saying yeah go ahead and build wherever there, there has always been a fight in king county growth where they they somehow feel like we can't have smart development out in the woods and i really think we can and i would love to start um uh, working towards that i've got some pretty good ideas but that's for another show well doug thank you for letting me put you on the spot because i do like talking uh real estate with anybody about any questions they have and i think i learned something from you today so that's cool great to see you <laughs> all, all right all, all right. right folks uh I, that concludes our show um we just thank you for coming on next week we're going to have a, a a great listing coming on so we'll be featuring that if uh, you're thinking about buying, selling, or investing in real estate, reach out to the team at the eastsiderealestateteam.com or give us a call at 425-200-4093. Thanks for watching. Take care.